With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The score remains Kansas City Chiefs 17, Baltimore Ravens 7 with 13 minutes to go in this final quarter of the AFC Championship game winner to go through to Super Bowl 58 and face the winner of our second match coming up a little bit later on this morning, 49ers v Detroit Lions. So we're posing some questions this morning off the back of a stunning win by the West Indies. In the end, it was eight runs, an absolute thriller at the Gabba. Barat Sundarason joins me on the line. Morning, Barat. I mean, you've seen a lot, mate. Uh, we've spoken a lot about incredible performances in cricket, but... At the end of the day, I reckon the side of the Windies just tearing off in all directions at the Gabby yesterday <laughs> afternoon was one of the great sights. It was. Uh, and uh, I suddenly went from 38-year-old Barasun, who keeps his cool in most cricket press boxes around the world, uh, to that 8-year-old uh, who all, all he wanted ever in life was for the West Indies to win growing up in Mumbai, strangely. Uh, and I was jumping up and down that moment when uh, the, uh, Hazelwood stumped uh, was uh, sent for a walk by Shama Joseph. No, I just, I, I, you don't know, you know where to start, right? I mean, there's just a, uh, a miracle at every corner in terms of storylines. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, it, it does start and end with Shama Joseph in some ways, Mary. It's like, you know, the guy, kid comes to the ground, doesn't even know, or in fact, wasn't even supposed to come to the ground. And then he gets a call up and he says, okay, I'll come. He's sitting there in nothing but his maroon cap. <laughs> and his shoes on because he left his clothes behind. Uh, and then he jumps on the field and produces one of uh, cricket's great performances. i got to say, Barat, you know, sometimes you hear when the backstory is pushed so hard in sport, you go, oh, OK, mm. is that all we've got? But the backstory from Shamar Joseph, which you've been right across, is absolutely amazing. And then the turnaround and the performance has been extraordinary. And then you throw in all the other stuff into the mix. I mean, the toe, everything to go mm. with it. I saw a tweet that you put out, I don't know if it was this morning or last night, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago he was walking down Rundle Mall in Adelaide. Nobody knows who yes, this guy yeah. is whatsoever. Well, everyone knows who he is at the moment. And I did think of the the couple of guys at the cricket store where I took him to buy him the arm guard. And I did tell them, hey, this is... Uh, this guy's going to play test cricket in two days. He's the next star of West Indies cricket. I also thought of my wife, who I said the same thing to when uh, I had to uh, ask her to jump out of the car because I needed the car that after Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and I introduced Shama to her. Uh, so at least she knew that you know she was doing it for a good cause. 
And I don't think at that point anyone, including Shamar and me, could have imagined this is how it's going to play out, mm. right? Firstly, he takes a wicket with his first ball last week of Steve Smith, his idol. Then he takes five wickets in the innings, makes the uh, 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 30 runs. Uh, it turns that test match around. And then uh, he, he, uh, he comes here, like I said, um, and, and does that 10 straight overs. He bowled before the break uh, on a hot day. And you could see him in between overs. He was limping. He was, uh, he was struggling to walk. But you give a ball, uh, or he throw the ball to him. He was running in and getting quicker and quicker. And the one thing that I remember vividly from uh, the time I interviewed him in Adelaide is he always has a cricket ball in his hand. He sleeps with a cricket ball. You know why? Because he's not used to it. He's not like every other cricketer who's grown up with it. He's only been introduced to it nearly 14, 15 months ago. And that's what it uh, means to him uh, to uh, be playing cricket. And he never held a pink ball before uh, coming to Brisbane. And look what he's done the first time he's done it. Mm. For a man who's come from a village that didn't have internet five years ago, I wonder how how is cricket going to protect, if that's the right word, losing a player from test cricket like Shamar Joseph to the big dollars of T20s? And he said himself in the heat of the moment yesterday, no amount of money is going to stop me from playing test cricket. But the reality is that there's going to be a lot of money heading his way. So what do you see then in the future for somebody like Shamar Joseph, given the importance of where it sits in the future of Test cricket for the Windies? Uh, the one uh, one thing I would say is uh, he just has to look down the the, the other end uh, at someone like Alzari Joseph, uh, who has been in Shamar's position, uh, though, I mean, he's come through more uh, a, a more uh, regulated platform in that sense, if that makes sense. He plays junior cricket, plays uh, the Under-19 World Cup for the West Indies. Uh, and uh, he's, he's come through the ranks and played all forms of cricket. Uh, and he still continues to show up for the West Indies every time, despite already going for a lot of money in all these uh, leagues around the world. In fact, just, he's coming off a million-dollar contract yet again in the IPL. So uh, if Shamar can just be inspired, and, and like you said, at the moment he said that, uh, and it, it was his uh, incredible setting where uh, Shamar Joseph and Craig Brathwaite are doing a press conference, which is being recorded live by Brian Lara, who's recording <laughs> all our questions as well. So I don't know where that video is going unless Brian Lara is making his own little documentary. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I was trying harder. The guy, all I ever cared about growing up was Brian Lara. And like, so when he was recording the press conference, Maria, I, 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 I just like tune up my humor as well, just to like you know, stand out with my questions. <laughs> I thought you uh, but, I thought you were going to say that you were recording Brian Lara recording the press conference when you should have been doing the press conference. <laughs> I know, right? They, I didn't even realize you stood behind me until Shama Joseph mentioned it in the press conference. But <laughs> I, like, like, just, just going back to your question, I think, um, he can do both if he wants to, because unlike England, Australia, India, I mean, that's almost the flip side of it, because as Test Indies don't play as much Test cricket as the, the bigger nations, they can afford to have players like Alzari and Shamar who can play all these formats and yet, uh, you know, make some money, because, I mean, he's headed to the UAE, hopefully his foot recovers in time, uh, and he's already got a contract in the ILT20, he'll be playing uh, in the ILT20 in less than three days' time if his foot recovers in time. So um, I think the balance can be found in that sense. What's the balance Australia needs to look at? Because 
rightfully we're looking at the performance of the West Indies here and they beat us fair yep. and square. I, I did mention earlier if there's if there's possibly one thing to look at, it might be a little bit of fatigue. Not sure because it's been a long and very successful year and seasons for the Australian team. So I, I wonder what the debrief is going to be. It'll be brutal, no, no question about that, because they don't yeah. like losing test matches and they don't like losing ones that they shouldn't be losing. Yeah, I know very much so. And uh, it's been a very interesting summer that way, right? If you look back to uh, every test match that's happened after Perth, Perth was like, yeah, once David Warner made that big 100 and they got to 400, it was pretty one-way traffic uh, for large parts. But ever since that happened, in Melbourne, they were in a precarious position. Mitchell Marsh bailed them out. There was that drop catch. In Sydney, they considered the first innings lead. In Adelaide, they were in a precarious position. Then Travis Head makes that 100. And here in both innings, uh, it, it, it happened, right? In three uh, proper innings for Australia in this series against uh, this West Indian team, they were six for 150 at some point. Uh, and Andrew McDonald, uh, you know, and uh, the others have spoken about how Australia has made a habit of, like, you know, coming out of these situations, and they have. I mean, think back to Edge Baston and a few other test matches, even in India. Uh, but the fact that they're finding themselves in these situations more and more on home soil against, uh, let's face it, unfancied opponents uh, is, is something that they will they will look at. The batting has just been inconsistent, uh, right? Uh, right from uh, uh, the top to, uh, to the bottom. I mean, you've got just two test hundreds. Uh, David Warner on day one and Travis Head, like I said, <laughs> playing a very Travis Head innings in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a couple of 90s here and there. Uh, but, but you know, uh, Manas going without 100, Usman Swaja going without 100. Uh, Steve Smith still, like, finding his feet. One of the great innings from Steve Smith, yes, yesterday. But I think um, uh, it, 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 batting seems to be uh, our consistency with the batting, uh, on, on, albeit on slightly sporting pitches this time around. Uh, is a thing. I mean, this was supposed to be the summer, wasn't it, uh, Manny, when the batters were supposed to cash in and make yep. up for what they maybe missed out on in India and England. Yep, 100%. Hey, just a final one. We've been discussing this morning, posing the question about, is it time to do away with retaining trophies um, on series that end mm. up like this? I mean, it's it's going to be a, a discussion and there's many different points to it. But where, where do you sit? The Frank Worrell Trophy deserves its rightful place, in my opinion, in Australian sporting history, and it yeah. has a great place. However, you, you wonder whether the option of making it a cumulative point series like the women have been doing might add some might add some weight back into the Frank Worrell Trophy. Uh, yeah, I guess, but now with this test win, it suddenly goes back. Uh, I, I was for it, like, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe it does make sense uh, till yesterday morning. And, like, you know, now that... Uh, West Indies are pulled off that win. Uh, I guess uh, we, we might not need that. But I, I will tell you this. What did, st- uh, like, you know, because I was there at the Ashes as well, when um, uh, Australia kind of uh, uh, walked onto the podium to pick up the urn, uh, it just felt a little, uh, and you could see it. They, were, they had these sheepish looks on their faces, just like they did yesterday when, again, they got onto the podium. And I thought, wouldn't it be apt if, both teams are called onto the podium together. Yes, okay, Australia can retain the Frank Paul Trophy, uh, but just you know, shouldn't they be both like it's one all? Uh, it's West Indies' day. Shouldn't they be on the podium as well? I mean, don't don't worry. Anyway, like they waited for everything to clear and they did take over that podium for quite a while uh, later later in the night. But uh, I just felt like that kind of uh, rankled more than. Uh, you know, the, the future of the Frank Borrell Trophy, I think it's more a question of how often these two teams play each other, right? Yeah. I mean, there is a 
two test match series that uh, Australia will play in the Caribbean uh, sometime next year. Uh, so or or the year after, so uh, that will happen. But uh, I guess yeah, it, it it was a little it was a little strange watching the Australian team just stand there uh, after such a uh, unexpected defeat, their first ever defeat in a pink ball test as well. Yes, I think that's been buried under all the other narratives. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just hang around there with this trophy and then just have to walk away quickly uh, once that was done. Mm, you're, I reckon you're right, though. I think everything changed in that discussion as of yesterday, certainly. Good on you, mate. Great to catch up. Uh, another great test. Fantastic to listen through. Now look uh, ahead to the One Day International Series, which starts down at the MCG on Friday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Barat. We'll speak soon. Can't wait, Matty. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day. You too. Bharat Sundaresan there. So covering a whole whole range of issues. 0457 736 736. Inside nine minutes to go. Final quarter. Kansas City Chiefs 17 lead the Ravens 7 in the AFC Championship game.